All right, welcome to Starring You. I'm your host, Tasha Johnson, and I'm so excited because I have Shahida Foster from Black Girls Learn Languages on today's podcast. Her blog is dedicated to celebrating Black linguistas who speak more than one language. Welcome, Shahida. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. So tell, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, my name is Shahida, like you said. Um, I also go by Language Bay. So you might see some things that say Language Bay online. That's me. I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York, and having lived between two countries and various cities, I'm currently located in the Bronx for right now. Um, I love belly dancing, music, languages, and traveling. And as you said, I'm the founder of Black Girls Learn Languages. Oh, my goodness. That's awesome. That's so cool. Especially the belly dancing. That's something I've wanted to do. <laughs> it's been on my bucket list for a while. <laughs> you should do it. You, you got to do it. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I'm going to start. I'm serious about this. I'm, this year is I'm going to start crossing off a lot more stuff off of my bucket list. And that's one of them. So <laughs> I am going to do it. Trust me. <laughs> All right. So how many languages do you speak? Just curious. Um, aside from English, which is my native language, I speak German, which is my strongest language. I also know a lot of French since I studied it for six years. But ironically, it's my weakest language right now because I haven't really been able to use it. And then I know a lot of Spanish, but it's more like Spanglish. So that's where I am with the languages. <laughs> wow. I, I, hey, that's a lot more than a lot of us out there. <laughs> I only have Spanish. I want to get to your level. Seriously. I And that's one of the main reasons why I started following your account, because I really do feel it's important for people to learn more than one language. I really do, because the world is getting smaller, especially with technology. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I think it's important we learn more than one language. So with that, what motivated you to start learning languages? Well, this might sound cheesy, but ever since I could remember growing up in New York City, I always heard Spanish because um, we lived in we spent a lot of our lives in Bushwick. So and, you know, in Bushwick, okay. there's a lot of people like Puerto Ricans and stuff. So I used to hear Spanish all the time. You go to the bodega, sometimes they don't even really speak English. And I loved how the language sounded, and I always wanted to be able to speak it. So when I was little, I would, like, pick up little things here and there. Like, if they would say words, and I could figure out from the context what the word was. Like, there's stuff I learned when I was, like, a kid that, like, I still know. Um, and then I was able to, like, string along a couple of sentences. And then in junior high school, I decided to start learning French. So I fell in love with that, and I continued to learn it from, like, the seventh grade all the way throughout high school. And then I even went to France twice. And then um, it wasn't until I started to learn German that I was like, hey, maybe I had a thing for languages. <laughs> yes. Wow. That, that is amazing. The only language I speak is Spanish, and I'm getting close to fluency, but nowhere near uh, where I want to be. But that is just amazing that you're able to uh, learn all of these different languages. So just curious, do you have a favorite language? Um, I do. I do want to say something about fluency, though. And that's something I touch upon sure, on my blog. Do. A lot of people have a misunderstanding about what fluency really means. And so sometimes people say fluency and they mean, they think it means like native level, but native level is only a degree of fluency. There's more than one degree of fluency. So don't, so like when people say, oh, I'm not fluent, 
a lot of times it's like, can you hold a conversation? Okay, then you're conversationally fluent. Like, there's different degrees to it. So I just want to say that for anybody listening, like, don't count yourself out and think you're not fluent just because you're not native. Thank you so much for clarifying that. And that's something I actually need to get over <laughs> because I've... <laughs> I'm being honest because I have been studying Spanish for what I feel like is like ridiculously amount of time, a ridiculous amount of time. But again, you know, we're always continuing to learn. It's something I will never give up on. But you're right. There are different levels. And if I can communicate, which I can, um, that's what, all that should matter. So thank you so much for <laughs> clarifying that. I really appreciate that. I do. No, no problem. <laughs> So tell me, why did you start your blog? Oh, um, well, I started it because as a black language enthusiast, I sometimes I felt alone in my quest to learn language. Mm -hmm. Like when I went to high school, I joined the French club and I noticed that I was the only black person in the club. And I think after like three meetings, I just stopped. It, it just discouraged me from trying to connect with others on the commonality of learning languages. And it was, at that point in time, it was really important for me to connect with someone that looked like me because we had just moved from New York City to Missouri. So that was already a oh, culture wow. shock. And then, you know, at, at that time, it's not like now, like at that time, teen magazines, teen shows, teen movies, rarely had any black people in them. And if they did, they had this ethnically ambiguous look. Again, somebody who doesn't look like me. So, Sure. You know, and then sometimes people underestimated me or they didn't give me enough credit for being multilingual. And I knew that I couldn't be the only person experienced this or felt that way or wanted to connect with others. So I decided to create the community I always wanted and needed when I was learning Spanish and French in school. Wow. And, and, and guys, if you haven't done so already, you definitely need to check out her site. It's... Uh, it really is fantastic, and it was kind of funny. I came across your site because I was feeling kind of the same way. I'm like, it's kind of funny. Like, I had been traveling, and people were somehow amazed that I was able to speak a different language, and I'm just like, you know, there's a lot of us. There's, I'm sure there's more than me just out there, and I, it did. It, it brought me on a quest to figure out, you know, I would love to see if who else is out there, and I came across your account. And it's one of my favorites, guys. So I really want you to check out her blog. It's definitely quality content. And it's going to inspire you to learn another language. So what is your favorite? This is kind of a weird question, but we all have one. What is your favorite foreign language word and why? Um, that's a good question. Um, it always seems so weird because I had this conversation a long time ago. Uh, with an ex of mine, and he didn't really speak, it, it, this was in Germany, he didn't really speak English, okay. and I spoke German with him, mm -hmm. and he was like, his, I just laughed, because I always think about when he told me his favorite English word was orangutan, I was like, really? Like, really? So that's why when people ask me my favorite word, I just think back to that, but uh, my favorite word um, for Spanish is um, extrañar, like, the X and the N together yeah. sounds so sexy, so I like to say, like, te extraño, like, I like that, I know it sounds weird to people who speak Spanish, but um, natively, uh, for French, I would say um, my favorite word is mignon. Um, I just like that sound, I guess. And then um, for German, um, I'm not really sure. I don't really have a favorite word, but I have like a favorite set of words. Like, I like words that have a lot of syllables, like serializiert or student.
Bonheim or Von Gemeinschaft. Like, I don't know why, but I like to tackle those long syllable words. Oh, wow. That's, that's very interesting. And, you know, it's kind of funny that you said the Inya sound because I also like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know it's just so funny you said that because I thoroughly enjoy that sound myself, like cariño or extrañar. Like, I mean, yeah, I really do like that. I, I agree with you on that, definitely. <laughs> so in your opinion, what's the best way for people to learn a language? In my opinion, I would say immersion or simulated immersion. Um, immersion is the natural way to acquire language, just like babies do. But you do have to be committed to learning the grammar rules on your own. Because, you know, as we learn, we naturally acquire language. And then we start going to school and we have English and language arts in school to where we're refining the language, improving our vocabulary, learning the grammar. So if you're going to learn by immersion, you're going to have to be committed to learn that on your own in order for you to have you know, syntax and stuff like that. Um, I also understand that people sometimes can't afford an immersion course or to go to another country and immerse themselves for a time. So that's why I also talk about simulated immersion on my platform, my YouTube channel. So basically how you can simulate an immersion situation so that you can also get the benefit as if you were taking a course or if you were living there. Awesome. Awesome. So with that said, what are some of your favorite sites to help people learn a language? Do you have uh, a couple or, or just one? Um, I have several, but because <laughs> I'm always looking at something. Um, I have quite a few. So for German, I would say there's this website I came across when I was studying for the German, one of the German language exams I took. Um, it's called Deutschseite. De. This guy named Tom created this site to help his girlfriend, who's now his wife, pass the German language exam because in order for you to get like residency, you have to pass a certain level of German, you know, to show that you can get along and get a job. So he kept the site up even after she was, you know, she's in Germany now, but it's really good. Um, I also like the Deutsche Welle website. There's a section specifically for German learning, and it's like an interactive course that's free with content. It's comprehensive. It builds upon the previous sections. It goes from absolute beginner to advanced intermediate level, and they have loads of resources for German learning and learning German culture besides, like, the course that they offer. Um, so that's what I like for German. For French, I like the um, TV Saint Mond website. It reminds me of the Deutsche, Web Deutsche Welle website because it also has, like, the content that builds upon previous sections going from beginner to advanced intermediate. And then for Spanish, I love studyspanish.com. It's not – I don't think there's any free courses on there I haven't seen, but it's a lot of, like, the content is comprehensive, though, and you can use it. It's like a la carte. So you can build your own study plan from the content they have. Wow, that you are a wealth of information. <laughs> you are a wealth of information. Guys, I, I know this is a podcast, but in case you're wondering, I will leave in the, the show notes um, all of these sites that she's describing. So I know some of you may be furiously writing if you're like me, and then you're like, wait, what happened? <laughs> Don't freak out. I'm going to leave these in the show notes as well. So um, what's a funny, describe a funny scenario that happened to you when you were trying to communicate in a different language? I know I've had my share, fair share of experiences. How about you? I've had a, quite a few. Um, uh, 
one specifically, I was okay. So I was talking to my German coworker and um, in German, and I thanked him for helping me. And I was like, "Oh, you're the best." I always, I say that to everybody. That's so. Just if I tell you you're the best, that just means you helped me out. That's it. So I was like, "You're the best," and he was like, "Oh." You're and I sarcastically was like, wow, so modest, you know? But I confused the word circumcised with modest. So I ended up calling him circumcised. <laughs> but luckily, he was cool with it. <laughs> he was like, I'm not circumcised, but okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you had me beat by my mouth. So we will just leave it at that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Too funny. All right. Well, you know what? And see, you know what, guys? See how we are able to laugh at these stories. When you're learning a language, you're going to have to get used to the fact that you're going to make mistakes, right? So how can we remove that fear or anxiety that someone experiences when they're trying to learn another language? What advice would you have? I mean, like you say, you're going to make mistakes. Even even as a native speaker, even as a native speaker of your own language, you're going to make a mistake at some point. So life is just way too short to be anxious, nervous, or fearful of something as simple as learning another language. Everybody who wanted to learn another language, they've been a beginner at some point. Everybody's been in your shoes. I know sometimes you see these people and you're, you know, online, whatever, and it seems like they were born, like they came out the womb speaking three and four languages. And you know what? Some people are, but many of them learn just like absolute beginners intend to do. So I just say, don't be shy, do what you want to do and enjoy your life. Learning another language to me is like learning another way to enjoy life. Exactly. I could not have expressed that any better than what you just did. That's perfect. <laughs> And that's one of the main reasons why I decided to pursue learning Spanish. And so my next language that I plan on learning is going to be French. How about you? What's the next language that you plan on learning and why? Well, I, I really want to like, I want to get my French and Spanish to speed. And then once I've conquered mm -hmm. that, I really want to learn Italian and Dutch. Uh, I already know two of the three West Germanic languages, which is English and German. A lot of people don't know that English is a Germanic language, but it is. Um, no. So I figured learning the third West Germanic language, which is Dutch, can't hurt. And then French and Spanish and Italian are Romance languages. So I figured it would be easier for me to keep it in language families. Plus, I like the way Italian sounds. I know it sounds silly, but like, for instance, I know a little bit, like a little bit. Like if you say, um, yo manjo... Yo manjo, oh, I can't even say it anymore. Yo manjo namela. And it just means like I'm eating an apple, but it sounds good to me. So <laughs> I want to learn. I know that sounds so freaking superficial, but I, I like it. And also with Dutch, because I understand a lot of the words, they sound similar to German. And some of them are a matter of pronunciation. Like, it, don't ask me to read it, though, because... It, it does not look like German at all. It, it, I don't know what it looks like. But if I hear it, it does sound similar to German. And I can understand sometimes what people are saying. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you, especially on the Italian part. I mean, I loved everything you just said. But the Italian part, I wholeheartedly agree with you. A lot of people don't know this. But in my spare time, I actually tutor English online. Mm -hmm. And I actually have quite a few students from Italy Ooh. and 
I just love listening to them talk. It's just, it, I, I, I don't know. It just sounds so like, I don't know. It just sounds so intoxicating. <laughs> like, it's just something I just want to learn. I'm like, it sounds like a song that I want to know. So I know what you mean by that. It's funny you said it. Too, so. <laughs> so, you know, how can parents and teachers motivate students to learn a foreign language? Because I know when I was a kid, I did not realize the, you know, I always thought it was cool to learn. Um, I always wanted to learn Spanish because of my friends, but I never really saw into the future how important it is to learn another language. So how do you feel parents and teachers can motivate students to learn a foreign language? Well, for parents and teachers, I encourage them to be supportive and provide resources and content that will help aid in language learning. Uh, for teachers, seeing them to programs, fellowships, study abroad opportunities, or what, what have you that the students don't know about that will give them a chance to gain international experience and international mindset and open their minds to wanting to learn another language. And for parents, it's allowing them to take part in these opportunities and encouraging multilingualism. You would be surprised how many parents discourage it in the name of assimilation or just out of sheer ignorance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right on that. That that is sad. Um, yeah, again, great advice, guys. But I mean, <laughs> you're just expressing everything that I've always felt for the longest time. And and I don't know. You're just expressing everything that I've always felt. So, um, what opportunities have you been able to take advantage of that never would have existed without learning another language? Well. Um... I was at a plus size fashion event here in New York City a couple of years ago, and I mentioned that I was fluent in German and I was starting this bilingual German blog that was a plus size fashion blog, which is a, now a beauty blog that's currently defunct, but that's another story for another day. Anyway, <laughs> I started this bilingual <laughs> blog and I mentioned it to the Curvy Fashionista, which was one of the panel speakers, and she immediately introduced me to the CEO of Plus Size Fashion Day. As a result, the CEO invited me to take part and support her event in Hamburg. And I made a lot of wow. connections with other beauty and plus size bloggers in Germany at the show. And it was so crazy because I was following some of them. And like, like there was like one that I went up to. Her name's Ella. I, I can't remember. I haven't been on her blog in a while. But I went up to her thinking like, I'm going to tell her that you know, whatever. So I'm like, hi, I just want to introduce myself. My name is, before I can even say anything, are you La Deutsche Diva? Because that's my blog name. And I was like, uh, yeah. She was like, oh my God, I, it's so nice to meet you. And here it was, I was going to introduce myself to her and tell her I love her blog. So it was just crazy. Wow. I was like, wow, that made me feel good. And then, um, I'm, and then I also was able to connect with a U.S.-based plus-size model. I don't know if you've heard of Liris Cross. Um, but she's been crowned the Naomi Campbell of plus size modeling. Matter of fact, she was on Project Runway. Wow. She was on Project Runway. I think she oh, wow. won as the plus size model, whoever was the designer whose clothes she was wearing. Um, she, yeah, she's doing things. So, and it's so funny. I met her in Germany. Wow. She was modeling at the show. And um, I also got a job with the German airline because I speak German and I was able to travel back and forth to Germany for a few years. And the job that I have now is with wow. a French luxury company. It is very competitive. And I believe that I was hired on not because 
not just because I have a lot to bring to the table, but because of the languages and because they have a lot of European clients that they serve. And so as a result, I'm in touch with German, Spanish and French speaking clients daily. Wow, that is fantastic. I, I Wow, you are just amazing. See, guys, this is one of the reasons why I wanted to interview her. She is just a wealth of information, and I'm just so, wow, I'm just so honored that you decided to come on to the show. I, I really do think that your blog is going to be extremely inspirational for other bloggers that are thinking about you know, starting a blog or pursuing their desire to start another language. So with that said, my friend, what piece of advice do you have for aspiring bloggers? Well, I have a couple. First one is consistency, consistency, consistency. I struggle with that. Yes. I was, I, when I first started, it was kind of like fresh after my mom died. So I was one of those people that like sat on content for a while because I was struggling through that. But now I'm getting better, you know, I'm, I'm doing really well, not as sad about it, you know, it's something you learn to cope with, but I do try to manage my time because that is really key, planning your day, and if you can plan your week in advance, that's even better to help you be consistent, and then also make sure you pay attention to what your audience is telling you. Like, I don't necessarily get direct feedback all the time, but I do notice that certain types of posts get more engagement. And then I'll try to do more of those. So use that direction that they're indirectly giving you to keep putting out valuable content. And then the third thing I would say is don't worry so much about like co collaborations or trying to catch the eye of people who are way more insta famous than you. If you just consistently put out valuable content, people will follow and people will come. You'd be surprised at who's looking at your account, even though they aren't following. Like they keep looking, but they're not following per se. And um, like, for instance, I actually was invited to appear on some podcasts, including this one. And I was also invited to speak at a new language conference called w Women in Language next month. And um, yeah, I was really wow. honored. I, I, I listen, I'm, I couldn't even believe it myself. And, um, and I'm also being followed by my favorite German soul singer. Her name is Cassandra Steen. And it's so funny because her music was the first German music I listened to to help me learn German. So it's so crazy that she's following my account right now. Wow. Oh, my goodness. And first of all, congrats. I mean, congrats on all the success, but especially the, the panel. I mean, wow, that is fantastic. And, and that can only come because you took the time to start your blog. Right. You know what I mean, guys? Starting is the first thing that you need to do. And I, again, I am just so honored that you decided to come on my podcast. I really am because I've been following you for a while. And I knew when I wanted to start this podcast that I had to have you on. And I'm just so thankful that you chose to take time out of your schedule to share your blog with us. I I'm, really am. I'm honored that you asked me. Like when, when I saw the invite, I was like, oh, my God, yes. And so <laughs> I'm so honored that you asked me. I'm so grateful. Thank you for thinking of me. I'm so glad to be here. No problem. No problem. Huge thanks to those who are listening to today's show. You can connect with other bloggers and entrepreneurs by joining our free Facebook group called Goal Slayers. If you enjoy this podcast, please be sure to share it with others by writing a comment on Anchor or YouTube. 
or writing a review on iTunes or Google Play so others can discover this show as well. Remember, if you're everything to everyone, then you risk being no one. Creating your blog is the first step to investing in yourself and allows you the ability to connect with other people. You never know who you may inspire. See you in the next podcast.